Hello. Welcome. Welcome back to Cinema Off. Uh, it's been a busy old week of uh, of football and uh, joining me to discuss it, as always, is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. How are you doing? That was a tired intro, Sam, wasn't it? That oh, was a very tired... Oh, were I'm you tired there. because as we played I football? Earlier, yeah. Yeah. As I said earlier, when we played, we played football on Sunday, when I... On Sunday, and, uh, my legs I, are hurting. I can't walk, mate. I can't walk. <laughs> Well, we were walking around the office like who? I believe it was John Wayne. Uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we did this intro earlier. Sam's computer ran out of memory, so we had to stop. So we've tried to recreate the intro as best we can for you. To be honest, I think it went on a bit too long anyway. So it's probably for the best you didn't hear it. So let's carry However, on even longer, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. We are not here alone, Sam. No, we're not. We are joined by... This is the second intro we've had today. So, you know, yeah. I guess. Uh, Lou from Alice 11 uh, to discuss the topical Leeds news, but we're not going to start there. We're going to leave you. We're going to we're going to leave you dangling gonna, on that one. Beat you on, you lovely one. listeners. And uh, we're going to start with the Carabao Cup final uh, last weekend between Liverpool and Chelsea. Bit of everything, wasn't it? VAR <laughs> penalty shootout. Hell of a penalty shootout. Uh, Lou, what did you make of it? I still don't get this whole substituting the goalkeeper thing. Thank you. Thank <clears> you. If you didn't say, if you didn't start with it, I was going to say it. it, it, it I... it's, it's almost the only place to start. It was two, two very even sides. Um, it was a great nil-nil. They kept saying it. It really was. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it was a mad penalty shootout. reminded me of that Villarreal, uh, Man United, um, Man United one yeah. a little bit. Um, was it the higher that missed the penalty in the end? I can't even yeah, remember. it was. Well, at, at one point in that game, I actually thought they'd have to start bringing fans in from the crowd to take it because they were going up well yeah. past, what was it, 12, 13, 14? Well, yeah, they didn't look, neither of the keepers looked like saving no. one of them, did they? Um, yeah, that, that, that's, that in a nutshell was it for me. That and the VAR decision, the, the Lukaku one, which if you're a Chelsea fan, you know, you're going to be up at night seething about that for ages. I, I just... There are still some murky areas uh, in in the VAR and I I guess every podcaster and YouTuber uh, for the last two years is sick to death of even discussing it. But, you know, we we have to because it is still a problem. Yeah, I think for me, that was a prime example of where to the letter of the law, Lukaku was probably offside, right, to the letter of the law. But in the spirit of the game, was he offside? Is another is another question, but I suppose it all depends what shirt you're wearing, and I don't know. For me, we've chatted loads about this, Alex. How, as a rugby fan, the TMO. I think it's all about how like the question is framed. So maybe it should have been like you know, this clear and obvious. Is there any reason why I can't award the goal? That frames it quite nicely, and I think I think that's what it is. They're just looking for everything in football. It's it's Ooh. so scrutinized to the nth degree I, I must have said that phrase i don't know how many times on this show but they scrutinize it to the nth degree up until you're looking at the boots and the hands and the fingers and thinking well but it is it's not football anymore when it gets to that point it's just not football and it kind of sucks the life out of the fight like okay yeah it was a good final we said that but it's a shame that we have to start with this and talk about it rather than talking about the final or the shootout even do you like the idea of the fan inclusion then with the the maybe even listening to the, the whole process of the VAR, speaking to the referee. I, at, at the end of the day, the, the will still be human error, except it exactly, might be yeah. even more annoying having to listen to how they came come to the wrong decision. 
um, as opposed is, to it helping. The thing is, in rugby, the, they'll have the thing on the, the screen and they'll talk about it. And the referee, there's there's no dispute in the referee's decision. The referee's always right. And he, he makes a decision, that's it. Because there's a certain level of respect. But the problem with football is there's no, not really any respect given to the referee. So I think that's where the problem is going to lie with that, personally. Alex, with you... And the referee's only going to get more stick afterwards in the car park, so... With, with the point you've just made, with it's not football anymore, given some of the horrific refereeing decisions we've seen down as it is now, the Swansea.com stadium, uh, watching the Swans in the championship this year with no VAR. Do you want it in the championship or not? I suppose, do you want not football, as you as you put it, or bad no, referees? I, I, I'd, I'd rather keep... Uh, the referees are awful, but I'd rather keep it just as that, personally. I, I, I you know, I'm sure when Leeds were down, dear me, all my messages are coming through now all of a sudden on my laptop. I do apologise. But when Leeds were in the Championship, I'm sure they had their fair share of poor decisions because it's it's a fact of life that the Championship referees, lower down the league you go, they just get worse and worse. But I'd rather stick to that and keep that than to like have have to wait to see the decision and see what goes through their minds and blah, blah, blah. I'd rather just leave it there and you know we've got something to complain about and that's the way it is because that's yeah. just football at the end of the day it's that's just how it is i must admit i remember i remember when we were in the championship and i always used to say i love the fact that there isn't var because when it's a goal it's a goal it's a goal, it's a goal. It, exactly yeah. even even if it's a, a controversial one and especially if you're at the ground as well because you don't have the whole celebrating the thing and then being jeered yeah. by <laughs> jeered by the away fans yeah, yeah. for celebrating and it, it's it, if it's in it's in now like it does take away some of the 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 beauty a lot of people say i know it's a cliche but the a lot of people say and i think it's a bit dramatic i still cheer if i see a goal because you'll assume it's a goal you know yeah, yeah. You, 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 it, it doesn't really matter if if it's cancelled out, because if it's cancelled out, more often than not, it is just you know not a goal. I, I I love seeing the controversial decisions. I still think it's is a part of the game. Um, but the 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 problem with VAR is that they it's it's still used so badly um, to the point that you sometimes have to believe the hype around the the bias that the top six teams get and. And Liverpool get and the smaller clubs not getting penalty decisions or offside decisions, especially when they play away at Anfield, Old Trafford, Stamford Bridge. There has been some horrendous ones. Um, I mean, not so much, I would I'd say for Leeds, but I, I've seen a few teams this season be really, really yeah. uh really undone by some pretty poor refereeing. Haven't haven't Everton received an apology? Yeah, yeah. But, but this this is my point. This is my point about that. You know these these media favourites. Does Sean Dyche get an apology if he makes that? You know, do do, do Lee's get an apology? Not that um, Bielsa would would be someone to do that, even though you know he's not there anymore. But you, you see what I mean. Um, they don't. They don't. They they get they get laughed out of the room. Maybe there is a bias. I've never known a team. To get an apology is this a new thing is this like is it because it's lampard i don't i tell you understand it it's cringe you don't know but yeah that that was that's our take on var yet again it's a shame we got to keep talking about it but it is what it is isn't it it's, it's just keeping us in a, in a podcast game it's that's true actually that's, <laughs> keep, that's keeping us going to be honest um 
I believe you had, a, you had a little question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to talk about a penalty shootout. It was a good penalty shootout and Kepa plays it. But coming back to that just quickly before I segue nicely onto my question, I would never have changed the keeper in the first place. And by that, I mean, I wouldn't have put Mendy in goal to start with. I would have left Kepa play because he played the whole tournament. Yeah. That's what Liverpool did, didn't they? Yeah, and I don't yeah. see why he wouldn't do that. But then if Mendy plays the game and he hasn't conceded, why would you take him out? I know Kep was a, you know, supposedly a good penalty stopper. Didn't save one, but mm. you know, supposedly he is. But you don't change a goalkeeper if he's not conceded a goal. I agree, but they were saying because he's been the goalkeeper, it's only right to sort of bring it, but but to bring him on. But that, that almost didn't make sense. Mendy has obviously watched a lot of the um, African Cup of Nations. He, he was brilliant. You know, yeah. I'd almost I mean, you had to save a couple of penalties, and he had to do a few penalty shootouts. Exactly. So I guess their thinking was, for the main bulk of the game, have our best keeper in goal. Um, I don't know. That they it's it's the same with with the subbing players on who haven't really got a feel of the game coming on and taking a penalty straight away in high pressure well, situations. We've seen it at the Euros, the final thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're and you know quite often other than maybe um, domestic cup competition, penalty shootouts are normally big, high-pressured affairs, whatever happens. So to, to have, to subbing someone on to take a penalty, let alone a keeper to, to try and save five or six penalties, it's, it's just madness. And, I, and it serves them right, really. I, I think it might, it might be the last we see of it. Um, but it's not the first time with Chelsea, is it? I, a couple of years ago, was, were, was it with Caballero? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, wasn't it? and Kepa was refusing to come off, yeah, he, he but they were trying play. to put Caballero on to, to, for the penalties. A very, very bizarre uh, situation. I think Kepa saved a few penalties that game, didn't he? He won the cup, didn't he? Is that true? I can't, I can't remember. I, can't I just remember. remember Sarri being like, he was, he was torn like, between he, staying he, and storming uh, out. That was, uh, anyway, my was question. The of the end. Go on, go on, Al. My question, nice little segue. Are Cup competitions dead domestic cup competitions um i i think no and i'm gonna raise you the scenes we saw at middlesbrough last night i'm gonna adjust my question now because i can it's my question are cup competitions less desirable for big clubs i don't know about less desirable for, for big clubs as a supporter of a club like swansea when the cup comes around, I generally think, oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, I think someone's going to get injured or we're just going to play two more games than is necessary and, and then we're going to be tired and we're probably going to lose midweek again in the league after we play on the weekend in the cup. So, like, for a club like us, I think generally, and I know I've just used the Middlesbrough thing and it's a massive contradiction, but for a club like us, generally, the money at the top of the game has killed the excitement of cup competitions for me. It's killed the the worthwhileness, that's not a word, of being part of it. Well, there you are. Lou? I, I, I think you're right. I would have probably used the same example, uh, being it being fresh. But there have been other upsets. Middlesbrough, again, they've all, all, also beaten um, Man United as well, haven't they? Um, Boreham Wood. There's a, there's a story every year. In the, in the FA Cup. I'd say the League Cup's probably been dead for a few years. It was just 
Man City would win it because they had the most squad depth. Now, for financially for teams, they're still alive and kicking because of what they mean if they progress. Um, the top teams, I think, in the Premier League just see it as a bit of a burden on their season, especially if they're in the Champions League because it congests the fixtures for them. Um, they still have the squad depth. Um, but I think it just varies from club to club in terms of what importance it means. Now, you look at like West Ham, for instance, they've not got a really big squad. But in the FA Cup, you can see they're playing their full strength side every t- They have again tonight against Southampton. So you can sort of tell that they're, they're, they're going for it. They're going, they want to be in the, the, the latter stages of the competition. Like Liverpool tonight, even, they're going to breeze past Norwich with a second string side, if you call it. So quite often, City and, and Liverpool particularly with, that have the bigger squad sort of like limp their way to the latter stages with, with that squad. And then when they're there, close to the, getting the silverware, they'll just play a full-strength team. You know, they have that luxury. I, I've never been bothered about it for years, but again, circumstantially with Leeds, we wanted to get up from the Championship um, into the Prem. And, and now it's more about, I guess, surviving... So the cup competitions, most fans are not bothered by. They don't want to be, they don't want the extra fixture that's tough on our thin squad. Yeah. Um, I think it goes the other, it sort of goes the other way though. Like with Boreham Wood, like no matter who they play, it's a big game. Whereas for us, like who did we have in the the third round? The Southampton. I was just like, yeah. 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 I know they're a Premier League side, but I was like, I genuinely, I couldn't care less. Like, Mm. Honestly, couldn't it's, it, it is. It's it's what you said, Lewis. It's the because the clubs at the top, they've got you know they depth and they got the money. They they don't really care about having that extra fixture. And clubs like you know Swansea, I guess Leeds as well. You can put in that bracket. They don't need it because they more concentrate. Their the concentration is more on surviving. And Swansea is more important for a team like Swansea to survive in the Championship, and I guess for Leeds to survive in the Premier League because the money in the Premier League is so much more. You know, it's it's more desirable to have the money for surviving than it is to you know have that extra fixture and maybe a few. I don't know what is it ad revenue? Is that what it is when you get to play on? I don't know, but you get that bit of money from you know a cup competition and being on TV a bit more. I don't I I don't think the reward is there for cup competitions anymore. Like before, you know, the FA Cup, everybody used to say was the greatest cup competition in the world. It's not. The Champions League is. Yeah, I I think that the Champions League. Although European football has always been big for clubs, now because of the money, because of the owners, it is driven by that. So it is more important. And you always get that that sense, even though the managers will bang on about the magic of the FA Cup and, and, and that sort of thing. If Tuchel is stood there now uh, saying that, you're not really buying into it, especially if they're still in you know, the knockout stages of the Champions League and you've seen like the team they've put out. I mean, they... They played Luton away tonight. They had, you know, a, a decent midfielder in Loftus Cheek who barely plays at centre back tonight. You know, I, like, how seriously are they taking it? Not, not really at all. So, yeah, I, it, I, unfortunately, it is just money driven, and the Champions League is so much more high profile now. That's where the pressure is. You know, I don't know if you remember Liverpool under. Uh, Rafa Benitez, but but I remember their their, um, their their form in the league at that time was just just dreadful, and it was so clear that their main focus that the year they 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 won it um, under him, 
their form was ridiculous in the league, but they, fo- you could tell their focus on it. They were a different team playing Champions League football. And what that would have meant financially for them and like, you know, for their history, whether they always bang on about, it, it, was, it is a big deal and it, and it still is. Look, look at Man City. Man City are not going to be lauded as a proper massive team or even they'll be deemed successful, but Pep, Pep Guardiola needs to win the Champions League for the full. Yeah, and, and, and it has to happen in the next couple of years for, for him because he's not going to be around forever. So it's, it's a massive deal, but yeah, depends on your club. Well said. That was my question. I think, to be honest, that's the right answer. It was the right answer because the evidence is there. But anyway. Shall shall we get to why why you're here, Lou? That's uh, a... been a bit of a sad day, sad week in Leeds. I, do you know, I'm sad. I'm, I'm genuinely really sad. Uh, I, I saw TikTok of a video of him leaving the ground, and he was like saying thank you to people, and I was like, man, there's. I think I captioned it in when I sent it to you, Al. But it's dusty in here. Like it's dusty. Like, <laughs> my eyes are going. Yeah. Um, no, it's sad. So it, is is it right decision? Uh, that's what I want to get nitty gritty. Yeah. Was it the right, right thing to do? Yes decision? or no? I've I've changed. Uh, my language is very different to what it was uh, when I was at Ellen Road watching us get battered four 0 by uh, what have essentially uh, come to light as an average average team in Spurs, um, which is even more gutting. Really, um, I was speaking to to my dad earlier on today, and he was saying how if the 4-2 result against uh, Man United would have been okay. Um, he didn't think it was a 4-0 um, scoreline. If we lose that game 4-2 as well, and we perhaps lose 3 or 4-0 against Liverpool, then all of a sudden it might look a little bit different. But because we've been battered by all accounts three games in a row, it just makes you feel a certain way that, that it's just not working anymore. Now, there's lots of rumours around that senior players... Um, came together and uh, collared Bielsa and asked for a meeting with him, basically to ask him to, to, to see if he can tweak things around to, to stop us conceding so many goals. The, the confidence looked completely shot. Um, they didn't look like they were believing in the system anymore. But again, without really knowing, it's all speculation. Obviously, something wasn't right. We were getting battered at home. Um, you know, you can take a Liverpool... Um, loss on on the chin, you know. Um, but six nil, it was it was a tough watch. Um, the, the last three games have, and I I loved Bielsa and everything he's done. He's he's brought a whole city together. There's so much more to it than just football, as as there quite often is. And every everyone likes to think their club is special, but when you are a Leeds United fan and you've seen um, everything he's done for the city and the club and he got us promoted after so long. Like if you're a fan and you feel all of that emotion and you've, you've, you've not been in the premier league since you know I was a teenager, I've been for all that. And, and it was, and it was special and it is the best football we'll ever see my team play. So it is sad. Um, and I was, I was saying how a change was needed after we got battered at the weekend. And um, I think it's probably the right call now. Um, now the emotion is sort of um, passed mostly. It is a shame. They, the, the club didn't handle it the best they could have. 
Um, but I think a change was needed because ultimately we have 12 games to get four or five wins. Um, and if you look at previous results, three of those games you can discount because they're against Chelsea, Arsenal and Man City. So call it nine games if you're going to be sensible about it. Do you think you stay yeah. up? Uh, skin of teeth stuff, I think. I think um, it, could be, it could be done in the next three games, um, to be honest. We have Leicester away, um, Wolves away and Norwich at home. Uh, in amongst that, we also have Villa and Southampton, who by all accounts have been pretty decent. Um, so it's got to happen in the next few games. We, we, we need five points minimum from the next three. Um, and at this stage, you are with the games in hand other teams have, you are sort of relying on other results at the minute. You know, I can't say I wasn't buzzing with Leicester beating Burnley last night because, you know, they've been stubborn. They know how to survive. Um, pulling ridiculous results out the back. They did the same thing last season against um, Liverpool. Just, you know, all of a sudden they'll win one nil, you know, and just they, they know how to do it. And we've played such high risk football. And now it's all come crashing down. We've sort of realised the position we're in. I think we're, we're very lucky that um, Jesse Marsh was available. I think it was obviously one of those things that was going to happen in the summer anyway, um, which made it a little bit easier to accept. Um, but with Bielsa being someone that only signs one-year contracts, the club did have to protect themselves to a certain extent in having someone ready to come in. Otherwise... You know what you've got a caretaker manager for a few games, and you know this guy was 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 ready. He was he'd been by by from what my understanding, he was butted up two years ago um, for this, and it just so happened that he was available, and um, and he's here now. I, I don't know if you you boys have seen any of his interviews or anything like that since um, in the last couple of days, but seems very intelligent. He spoke quite well the last couple of days. Um, so time will tell, really. This is the first time in four years where I've been going into a game where I've not really been sure how it's going to go. And that's not through, you know, not knowing what, what, what Jesse Marsh does. I think we've seen with, with some of his teams how they set up, but it's a very, very different situation. This is not him putting his stamp on the team yet. This is him saying, you've got this many games to survive. How can we do it? And then next season is when you'd think it'd like if if we survive where he'd make his mark. Yeah, he seems exciting though. Um, My it, it'll be interesting way, if anybody heard that. I was just interrupted. I had to move my mic <laughs> to uh, shoo the intruder. It was my sister. Sorry. It'll be interesting to see though how how an American adapts. I saw a tweet. Well, I was going to say. The thing is, the last American was in the Premier League. Does anybody recall who it was? Brad Bobley, wasn't it? Our, our of very course own. it was, yeah. Our very own. Oh, yes. Was he, at, yeah. was he at Swansea, was he? It he was, was at Swansea. Yes. So I can guarantee, however things go at Leeds, they won't be as bad as the horrendous six weeks no. we had to Well, it'll be interesting to hear what you, you, you guys think. So Jesse Marsh's assistant is going to be Cameron Toshak. Um, oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, so he's coming in as his number two. Now, I don't know what you know about him. I at the stage where I don't know anything. Um, Toshak, I think he was mentioned as uh, he was a, in contention to be one of our managers. He, was. At one point, he, he is the man, I believe, who was part of, for the life of me, I can't remember the other fella's name, 
but they did the they did that our academy in like the under twenty threes back when we had Dan James, oh, it's not, um, Booney. Um, uh, we we Gary, had decent... Gary Richards. That's the one I think it is. It's yeah, Gary Richards, yeah, might yeah. Be, yeah. And uh, we we had a cracking academy, and we had a good a good youth squad. So by all accounts, he's a, he's not a bad little coach. Yeah, well, I, I, I looking at what you said about the the academy stuff. Jesse Marsh is pretty renowned for um, giving young talented players a go. Harland probably being the the highest profile um, of his um, I don't know accolades. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, I, like I say, I knew nothing about him. I don't know if that, that's Jesse Marsh's man or just the man they think. Yeah. Here's, here's who you're going to be working with, and that's that. Interesting. Um, I, th- I think it'll be fine, though. I think I do think Jesse Marsh, you know, he's a, he's a pretty talented manager. I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Right. What, what, what I liked about him when uh, when he spoke is um, I mentioned his intelligence. His well, yeah, but this is this is <laughs> what I was going to say. So, so he was very, very self aware. He realizes what he's, what, who he's coming in after. And his self-awareness was was so good to the extent that he was saying, I know I'm not Marcelo Bielsa. I, I'm not here to, I'm here to do me and do my thing and, you know, implement the things that I believe in. Um, you know, and a lot of people are fickle. And he mentioned about, you might not think I'm a good coach because of my accent, for instance, because I'm American. And that self-awareness was brilliant because I'd seen so much stuff on social media that people will just assume um, that because he's American, he's you know probably a better qualified NFL coach as a as opposed to someone that's fit for a Premier League football team. Like it's obviously it's nonsense, but I I liked that he was aware of everything that people would say um, and basically nullifying it really by saying that. So to have that self awareness that a people are that stupid for a start to to, to not even give him a, a chance. It was nice to hear him say, I understand everything that's going on, but I'm here um, to do my thing. Um, and basically, he hoped that he could show it. I, and there's no doubt he's a talented coach. He's, he's, he's not walking into a, a poison chalice. He's just walking into a really high-pressure, difficult situation. And I'm excited, actually. I really hope that he does keep us up because it would be there'd be too much left unsaid because I don't think he'd be managing us in the, the championship if we end up back there again. Um, I really want to see what he can do with a full season and a transfer window. Shall we? I, I like that. I like that spirit of optimism. Yeah. I like it. It's nice. I know it's it nice. Yeah, you boys have rubbed off on me. I feel, I feel better about things now. <laughs> there we are. Shall we, shall we end it on a note of optimism then? Yeah, with, I think we uh, should. Period excitement. Change. Uh, to watch Jesse Marsh in charge of Leeds. Uh, Lou, do you want to thank you for joining us again? Uh, Anytime. I know. Cheers. Thanks (laughs) thanks for joining us, mate. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. But uh, when the news broke, we thought we've got to get him on. We've got to have a chat about it. Well, yeah, you follow me on Twitter. So you see my my probably level-headed rants and you probably see my um, not so level-headed rants. So it's probably really interesting for you to have me on and, you know, I'm almost in podcast form. I'm forced to speak diplomatically, which is, <laughs> which is why I think I enjoy it. So I think this guy spoke really well. You don't, you don't see me at the games or afterwards. Um, <laughs> you don't see Sam um, in the games either. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
Probably a good thing. Yeah. Let's definitely, do this again. De- definitely a good thing. Yeah, Most we will hundred percent do it again. Certainly. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, pleasure as always. We're back next week. I'm I'm genuinely I've no clue what we've got planned. Who knows? But uh, we never it'll be, do. It'll be something delightful for you. It'll be a nice little uh, nice little <laughs> surprise either way. Uh, thanks I'll for build listening. it up, Sam. That's the way. Oh, I've got to be done in there. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been Send Him Off. You can find us on Instagram, Send Him Off Podcast, Twitter, Send Him Off Pod, and everywhere in between. Just drop us a search and uh, yeah, let You'll us know what you find think. Us. If it's nice, anyway. Uh, if it's nice, he says. Yeah. If it's nice. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football. And uh, take care. Ta-ra. Cheers. Take care.